With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Well, y'all looking all sad. Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup. We ready to do this? Nah, man. Everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. They better make it, because we've got a lot to do.
evening, good evening. Welcome to Blessed by Grace Radio. Tonight, we welcome you in to Blessed by Grace Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the parable of the ten versions, the teachings by Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight is Thursday night, February the 20th, 2020. The time is 9.35 p.m. And we are in the Apple Valley studio with the critically acclaimed Bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to the weekly Food for the Soul Bible study sessions with the Honorable Dr. B.A.M., Bishop Alfred Mark. Tonight, he will be talking about the parable of the conversions that comes out of Matthew chapter 25, starting with the first verse and several other verses that will be available in your Bible. Take out your notepad, get out your pencils or pieces of paper, and let's go to school and learn about the conversions. As a subtopic, we want to ask you, are you foolish or are you wise? Now, let me tell you what that means. If you're foolish, you're not yet ready when the Lord is coming back. And no one knows the day, the minute, the hour, the second, the millisecond he's coming back. And for those of you that don't know, he comes back every day. He comes back every hour, every minute, every second, every millisecond. And he takes somebody up out of here. Now, if they were wise, they had oil in their lives, and they're ready to rock and roll. And if they were foolish, they were not prepared. They were yet in the dark. Now, that in general is what we're trying to illustrate tonight with the kingdom of heaven. Now, this states things under the gospel, the external kingdom of Christ and the administration of success of it. Some of Christ's parables have shown us what it is like now in the present reception of it. This also tells us what it shall be like when the mystery of God shall be finished, and the kingdom delivered up to the Father. The administration of Christ's government towards the ready and the unready in the great day may be illustrated by the similitude or the kingdom is to be put to the subjects of God's kingdom. Now, tonight you're going to learn about this, and you're going to be able to manifest on it. You're going to be able to feast on this in connection. This is the start of the new series, The Parable of the Conversions. Now, for those of you that don't know, when it came down to the five foolish and the five wise, there was a wedding. You'll learn about that. But the wedding was the first official Holy Ghost wedding. And only five of them were able to make it in. It's kind of like what as young people would say, if you want to go to a club, this is just this is just a parable. You want to go to a club, well, you or you want to go to a concert or the movies, you actually do have your ticket. Well, the five wise, they had their ticket to get in first class to that wedding. The five foolish, they didn't even have a ticket to the coach. They couldn't get in at all because they were ill-prepared. God doesn't say get ready. He says what? Be ready, capital B-E, capital R-E-A-D-Y, be ready. And those of Radio Land that can hear me, say it with me. Be ready. Not get ready. Be ready. Always be ready. Because God is always on time. Here's the man of the hour, the shepherd of my house, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. God bless everyone. Good morning, Radio Land, tonight. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice therein. We are so happy tonight, amen, to come back to you in Radio Land with the Word of God. Food for our thought tonight, as our announcer has brought us on, amen, so 
dearly tonight. Amen. And gave you just a little bit scenario sermon of our own tonight to let you know, amen, that we are going to talk about uh, Matthew, the 25th chapter, verse 1 through 13. We are going to, amen, dive into this tonight, praise the Lord, because I believe if you listen closely, man, it would be a blessing to your soul. Food for thought tonight. God bless everyone in Radio Land tonight. Let us get our spiritual mind open tonight. Amen. That we might hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Matthew, the 25th chapter, verse 1 through 13. I shall read, praise the Lord, in your hearing tonight. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forward to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But they that were wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered, and they slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil. For our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered said, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye, rather to them that sell, and buy yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and says, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man, I read to you the entire Amen, 25, 1 through 13. And I want to say tonight, amen, this is speaking a parable, amen, about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ, amen, is coming for his church. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, we took their lamps and went forward to meet the bridegroom. And when we're speaking of a bridegroom here, amen, we're speaking of they went forward to meet the king. The Lord of heaven, out of glory. They went forward to meet the bridegroom. Tonight, amen, we're going to say watching and waiting. All believers must be alert. And they ought to be watching 
and waiting for the coming of Jesus. Because, amen, no man knows the hour of the minute when Jesus Christ shall come. But as my announcer says earlier, we must be ready. Jesus, my God, could return for his church at any time. We must be looking for his return and demonstrate our readiness by the way we live our lives. We ought to demonstrate, amen, the readiness by the way we live our life. We're looking for a king to come. King Jesus is coming. Matthews. 25 and 13 say, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This is the prophecy of the last days. This is the warning, amen, that God has given us for the last day. We're living in the last days. We're living in troublesome times. We're living in perilous times. We're living in difficult times. And the Lord is warning us and letting us know tonight that there were five wise virgins and there were five foolish virgins. And as you have known the story, man, those wise virgins, they took oil in their lamps. And as they took oil in their lamps, they were preserving their lives because they didn't know when their God was going to come after them. And as you and I, and this is speaking to, I believe, the church as a whole today, we are part of that scenario of the five wise and the five foolish. The church does not know when the Lord is going to come but he has already made it very plain to us. We must be ready. We must wait and we must watch for the coming of Jesus. That is very important. That in the general is to be illustrated is the kingdom of heaven, the state of the thing under the gospel, the extreme kingdom of Christ, and the administration and success of it. Some of Christ's pablum has shown us what it is like now in the present recipient uh, it as in Matthew 13, 1 through 52. This tells us what it shall be like when the mystery of God shall be finished, and that the kingdom delivered up to the Father. Are we going to be ready? Is to meet Jesus at this particular time, waiting for the bridegroom. I'm speaking to all believers tonight. No matter who you are tonight, are you waiting and are you watching? Or are you just wearing a Christian name 
and saying, ever when he come, he will come. The Bible says we are waiting and we are watching for the bridegroom. One of the most familiar problems of our Lord, it is the problem of the ten virgins. The problem is also one of the most controversial subjects that there is. Because many people will not accept the pound truth which it teaches to accept the obvious truth which Jesus taught would mean that they are not ready for the coming of the Lord. And I'm going to say amen. Many of us, amen, we are not ready. Oh, yes, we are wearing the name of Christians. And we go to church, and we might have a prayer meeting every once in a while, but that doesn't really make us ready. Unwilling to do this. They gave the paramount virus and erroneous interpretation. In this, the paramount will be teaching in simplicity, which is the way Jesus meant for it to be understood. The lesson, watch and waiting. Watch and waiting. It emphasized the fact that no man knows the moment or our Lord return. On that note, my beloved saints of God, are you watching? Are you waiting? And are you ready? Who we are, we can get careless on, on the way. But Jesus is letting us know in this parable we, we must, no matter how long it takes, we must watch for him coming and we must be ready. Therefore, it is necessary to be ready at all times. Beloved, it is necessary for us to be ready at all times, not sometimes. Don't let amen, the enemy fool you and let you make you think amen, you got some time in between that you can allow yourself some playroom. A uh, saint of God must be ready is to meet Jesus at all times. Jesus is not returning for a church who is getting ready, but for a church who is ready. Readiness is the watchful word here. Are you ready tonight? Now, these five foolish and five wise 
The Lord gave them ample time, the same amount of time to be ready is to meet him. Oh, when I think about this, how important this is and how we should live our lives as Christians. It's not a lightly thing. Because I know the majority of people don't live a life really, really ready. They're not watching for Jesus to come. And Jesus is coming back at a certain kind of church. A church without spot, blemish, or rancor, or any such thing. We are living in an uncertain age with many surprises and developments upon the world scene. The future is difficult to predict with any degree of accuracy. There is only one event that we can be absolutely positive about, and that is Jesus is coming soon. I want you all to believe that. Every believer must believe that. Jesus is coming soon for his church. There has never been a time when prophecies should be preached with great clearness and power as at the present time. It is a midnight cry that should be hurled forward. Behold, the bridegroom cometh out to meet him. Matthew 25 and six. This message is the center truth that is being taught today. The bridegroom is coming. Go ye out to meet him. The five wise virgins. And I believe the five wise virgins is speaking of the wise Christian. You got to be wise in this day and time that we're living in. Who are those wise virgins? These virgins are pure and they are chastened. These virgins are clean. These virgins live in a holy life. These virgins will not mix with the world. Regardless, amen, what the world is offering them, they will not mix with the world. The devil and his seed, they represent Christians who has represented, who has repented, and has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. In no way can an unregenerated sinner be described as a virgin. An unregenerated sinner cannot be described as no virgin. 
An unregenerated sinner is a person that is still in their sins. You got to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Only true saints who are unspoiled and unspotted by the world may be classified as a virgin. In the natural, amen, we once respected virgins. A virgin was one of the highest young women's, amen, that we could represent. But now in 2020, we have narrowed that down so until we don't even respect a virgin. In the natural. But I'm talking about in the spirit. When the Lord cleaned you from your sin, you repented, amen, from the depths of your heart. And the Lord have filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have come to be a virgin. The lamp represent the profession of Christian. Let your light shine. Shine in this world, in this dog world. Let your light shine. A virgin, let your light shine. It doesn't make any difference what the world say about you. You are a virgin. Let your light shine. I'm talking about a Christian. The light shine is power from the lamps. Is the testimony of the saints witness to a world of darkness. Oh my God. We should not hesitate to let our light shine. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. We should let our light shine in this dark world as we being Christian. If we're going to be one of the wise, if we're going to be, amen, one of the five wise, we must let our light shine. Remember, we're going forward to meet the bridegroom. The light, amen, which shines forward. Also is a testimony, and it testifies that they were born again. If you have truly been born of the Spirit and of the water, we ought, amen, ought to let our light shine in this dark world, in this 20th century. Our light ought to be different from the light of the world. The Bible tells us plainly to come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. Speaking of the five wise and the five foolish tonight, the light which shines forth also testifies that they were born again 
when the lamps burn with a clear, bright light, the world knows that they have more than a mere profession. Are your light burning bright tonight? Are your light clear tonight? Everybody can see it. When you walk among those that are in darkness, can they see your light? Do you make a difference in this world, amen, when you are around people? Do, do they know you don't do the same thing that the world does? Oh, we must let our light shine. They have an experience a salvation with the presence of Jesus abiding within. Jesus is abiding within, amen, the midst of why Jesus is abiding within the midst of the group of Christianity. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He is a city that sits on a hill and cannot be hid. The group of the virgins not only were pure and holy, but they also were wise. Now the Bible doesn't tell us all the time, be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. These were wise Christians. They were wise Christians. They weren't only Christians, but they were wise Christians. We must continue to let our light shine, hallelujah, in this dark world. They had an experience, amen. They knew that no man knew the exact number of the coming of the bridegroom. That ought to put something in your spirit tonight, you Christians, you believers, that is kind of slow or hard. You believe that is not really praying like you know you should. Jesus is coming. You're not being wise. You're not being wise. Therefore, they made the necessary preparation to be ready at all times. Be ready at all times. Oh, it's hard to find a good Christian in this day and time. Oh, we can find a lot that talk to talk, but oh, it's hard to find them that can walk to walk. Be ready at all times. And they were watching, and they were waiting for the wonderful moment when the bridegroom would arrive. Oh, what a day that is to be expected. And you may be laying in bed with your eyes closed, but Jesus is going to wake you. My God, you may be just walking.
And Jesus is going to let you know that he's coming. Preparation made. Right now, this is your dressing up room. Right here on earth. You make the preparation on earth right now. Where you living and the blood of Jesus is still running warm in your veins. Make the preparation to go back with Jesus. I'm talking about a wise individual. Readiness means that their lamps are clear. Are your life clear as a Christian? Their lamps are clean. Are your life clean as you confess in salvation and walking with Jesus? Are your life clean? Are you presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service? Are your life clean? The wicked has to trim and the and clean their lamps. Not only would their lamps need oil, but there should be an exact exact supply of oil in another vessel. You just don't carry enough oil, but you ought to have some extra oil that when you are not praying like you should, that oil is there. When you are not fasting like you should, that oil is there. You should have some extra oil to carry along with you. This would mean that there was not no known sin in their life. That means you living a righteous and a holy life unto the Lord every day of your life. Every day of your life you living a righteous and a holy life unto the Lord. Every day of your life you're a wise individual. You didn't build your house on sand, but you built your house on a solid rock. And when the wind blew, and blew, amen, bohemianly against your house, your house didn't fall because it was built on a solid rock. You withstood the time and the storms of life through the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The wise virgin. This would mean that there was no sin in their life of these virgins that would smoke up their chimney of their lamps. Now, amen. If you uh, know anything about a lamp, you have to make sure, amen, that the wheat is cut 
Because if it's not, it will smoke up the globe. And then your light will get dim. And I'm saying tonight, if your weak is not cut, sin will come into your life and it'll dim your spirit, man. You've got to keep your lamp trimmed. Trimming the weak and polishing. It speaks of a Christian who are praying and dedicating their lives for the service of their master. You can't depend upon your friends going to church. You got to go for yourself. You can't depend upon somebody else reading the Bible for you. You got to read it for yourself. Although they were sleeping along with other virgins. Now, there's a time, amen, you can get spiritually weak and you can go to sleep. But there is no time, amen, for a believer is to get spiritually weak, not go to sleep. We must stay prepared to meet. Of a maker. But it said, although they were sleeping along with their other virgins, they had made all the necessary preparation. They were sleeping, but they made all the necessary preparation. If Jesus was to come right there, they knew they would go back with it. The virgins are the professing or religious members of the church. But here represented as a company in Psalm 45, 14. And elsewhere, her children. In Isaiah 14 and 1, her ornament. Isaiah 49 and 18. They that follow the Lamb are said to be the burden in Revelation 14 and 4. This denotes their beauty and pureness. They are to be presented as a chaste virgin, 2 Corinthians 11 and 2. The bridegroom is a king. So these virgins are maids of honor, virgins without number. Songs of Song, Songs of Solomon, 6 and 8. Yet here it's said to be 10. The office of the virgin is to meet the bridegroom, which is as much their happiness as their duty. Now they want to meet him, and they're going to be happy because they know they don't make the preparation to be ready. They come up to wait up on the bridegroom when he appears. And in the meantime, to wait for him to see the nature of Christian. As Christian, we profess ourselves to be attendant 
upon Christ to do his honor as a glorious bridegroom to be to him for a name and a praise, especially then when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. We are living, amen, to glorify the name of Jesus. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready to go back with it. Are you wise tonight? Are you wise tonight? Are you ready to go back with Jesus? And if I would answer that myself, amen, I say keep on praying. Keep on reaching forward tonight. Because men of us, amen, is not ready to go back with Jesus. But these wise, amen, <laughs> they were ready to go back, amen, to be with him. We must follow him as honor servants to do their master. John 12 and 26, holding up the name and holding forward the praise of the excellence of Jesus Christ, holding up the name of Jesus. We in a world today that they don't want you to talk about Jesus. Amen. They don't want you to hold up the name of Jesus. You can hold up anybody else's name, but they don't want you to hold up the name of Jesus. But the saints of God, we must hold up his name. Don't let his name go down. Do all you can is to hold up his name. We're waiting for Jesus to come. Jesus, this is our business. Amen. Jesus is our business. As the world have their business, Jesus is our business. Not only to believe us and to look for, but to love and long for the appearance of Jesus and to act in our own conversation with regard to it. The second coming of Jesus is the center in which all the lines of our religion will meet. Jesus is the center. And to do which the whole of the divine life has a consent referred to. Are you ready? Amen. Is to meet Jesus. I'm talking about the five foolish and the five wise tonight. The five wives took oil in their vessels, and they went to meet their bridegroom. They were prepared. They knew that they were ready at a moment of notice. The wise virgin was not content with having oil in their lamps. They had an extra supply of oil. They had vessels which were filled with oil. Oil tonight is representing the Holy Spirit. Some call it the Holy Ghost. Oil tonight is representing you have the Holy Ghost within you, and you have some extra oil. Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, kings and priests were anointed with oil. 
This was a type of being anointed with the Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit tonight? If you're wise, amen, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, go ye unto Jerusalem and stay there until you be endowed with power from on high. Don't you leave Jerusalem, amen, until you be anointed with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God be uttering. Don't go to Bethany. Just don't go to Bethany and get a good blessing, get a good feeling. Or you can feel the presence of God, but it don't mean that Jesus will come within you. Stay there. If you want to see Jesus. Hallelujah. This was a type of being anointed with the Holy Spirit. In this Pentecostal experience, there is one baptism of the Spirit. But many feel him. There is one baptism of the Spirit, but many will be filled. The saint who is waiting and watching for the coming of Jesus will have an overflowing experience because we know that time is running out. All we've done is watching for Jesus to come. Because he said, I won't, I, I won't leave you. The angels, amen, said when Jesus was getting ready to leave here, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This same Jesus that you see leaving here, he's coming back in like manner. And he's coming back at his church. And many of us know we ain't ready to go back with him. But as you hear my voice tonight, you can get ready. There will be an abundant supply of Holy Ghost power and anointing. Listen, Satan has come and began to deceive the wise today. They lose in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, they're confessing, I know Jesus and I love Jesus, but the anointing is there. It's not there. They're going through. There is a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke concerning the Holy Ghost as being a river of living water. That thing ought not never run out, amen. A river of living water is always running. And amen, when you, amen, have a river of living water within you springing up, amen, and flowing from a person inwardly being, we are not never run dry. There is no dry Christian. Oh, after we don't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we ought to have rivers of water down off in our belly. We should never run dry. There is wells of water down off in you that have never been tapped yet. My God, you ought to just praise God and let him tap into a new river of living water. The Christian is waiting for the coming of Jesus. Christ experienced 
an overflowing measure of God's spirit. It's just going to overflow. There will be no dangers of running short. Amen. It ain't going to be no dangers of running short of Jesus' spirit if you is a wise individual. Because we're seeking more of him day by day. Draw nigh unto the Lord, and the Lord will draw nigh unto you. Now, these foolish virgins, who are these foolish virgins? In the church world, there has been much discussion regarding who is represented by these foolish ones. Many has claimed that they represent people who only attend church, but who has having not experienced the conversion. We got foolish folks, amen. They represent, amen. They only attend church. They go to church, amen. They pay for it. But they ain't never experienced what salvation is. And those, amen, is considered foolish virgins. Don't be a foolish virgin. Just going to church, being among the crowd, but you never has really been delivered from your sin. However, other point out that unconverted sinners, even though they be moral church members, could not be described spiritually as virgins. As I say, there are many thousands and billions of folks that go in the church and wearing the name of a Christian, but they never have really been converted. These are foolish, foolish virgins. Another problem is trying to determine what the oil represents. And if the foolish virgin has no oil in the vessel, but some oil in their lamps, Matthew 25 and 3 states that the Foolish virgin took no oil with them. That's a problem. If you don't take no oil with you, that means you don't have no Holy Spirit. And in order to go back with Jesus, you must have the Holy Spirit. Probably means in their vessel. They ain't got no no oil in their vessel. If you ain't got no oil in your vessel, you dead. You're spiritually dead. The contents used to carry by hand the oil is needed for the lamp. That is needed for the lamp. Our body, our temple is a, is, 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 is the lamp. That's where Jesus dwells at in our body. The oil is needed for the lamp. Apparently, oil was not carried in their lamps. 
If oil is not carried in your, in your lamp, that means you're walking in spiritually darkness. You just got a lamp, but you can't see your way. The word of God is a lamp to my feet, and a, amen, and a light to my pathway. God's word is a light. At this point, it appears that the foolish virgin has no oil in their vessel. They don't have no oil in their vessels. Oh, don't you expect to get into the kingdom of heaven and you don't have no oil in your vessel. I'm talking about Holy Ghost oil. You walking around here talking about, I love Jesus and don't have no oil. Come on. They didn't have no oil in their lamps. However, Matthew 25 and 8 indicates that the virgin left their lamps, for they said, our lamps are gone out. We, we, we don't have no light. We don't see, amen, where we're going because our lamps are gone out. That's foolish to live in a world like we're living in. And looking at, amen, the disaster that is coming up on the face of this earth and seeing that it's not getting any better and don't have no light. Jesus Christ is our light. Come on, children. Let's be wise. Our lamp is gone out. Moreover, in other versions of Matthew 25 and 8, the term is changed to the present and progress to are gone out, which carries the thought that the action was happening as they spoke. As they spoke, they, they realized, they mean, I, don't have no, I don't have no oil in my lamp. That was fine foolish. God gave all of them an equal chance. When they went out, it must be remembered, the problem teaches a certain thought and that we are not to extend to comprise to every detail. For example, the virgins in this problem are not the bride, which would represent the church. In this case, the problem could be interpreted as not related to the church. These are, these are not related to the church. This is the whole segment of other peoples. But to Israel or to some other group, therefore it is best to determine the center of focus that we must be ready at all times. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you living a ready, 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 ready life? We don't know 
When we lay down at night, we don't know whether we're going to see another day. Are you ready? Watch therefore. For you know neither the day. You don't know the day. We don't stop saying what James says. If it's the Lord's will, I will do this on tomorrow. I will do this on the next day. We done got so boastful and so proud, we say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We don't even recognize God in it. They didn't know the day, nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh, Matthew 25 and 13. They were lacking of preparation. They weren't ready. They wasn't ready. The foolish virgin was not able to enter into the marriage supper, not because of what they did, but because of what they failed to do. They wasn't ready to meet the Lord. This is Dr. Moore, amen, here in Apple Valley tonight, bringing you food for a thought. If the Lord delay his coming, I want to pick up on this on next week, amen, because I want you to be ready. Be wise. Because if you are not wise, it's going to be too late. God bless you until next week. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll be back next week. God bless and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.